Hello and welcome to episode 21 of The Okie Show Show. This episode of The Okie Show Show is brought to you by WalkingStickDesign.com. Need a sick logo or graphics design for your dog walking business or brass knuckle specialty store? Check out WalkingStickDesign.com. So I uploaded this episode a little late because I've been uh, kind of dealing with some deadlines. There, it, <laughs> The key to success in the film business is procrastination and the inability to say no to projects. So got a little backed up, so I had to get caught up on all that stuff. Yay, fun and boring. I've been losing my mind this past freaking week whilst trying to hit these deadlines because my wife has been away for like five straight days she was in Texas and I thought that that would not be, I thought that was like, that'd be fine. Like five days, no big deal. Nope, come to find out, I'm the most codependent person on the planet and if I do not have my wife nearby to just be there and be present and for me to look at her because she's kind of hot. Yeah, I turned into freaking Howard Hughes, peeing in bottles and losing my mind in a small theater. Okay, so maybe not quite that bad, but I was losing my freaking mind. <laughs> so, so glad she's home. Uh, so in uh, some news going around, we've got Vessel, the short film, the short horror film uh, that Prairie Dog Pictures is producing along with Mr. James Ray, who's the writer-director. He's been on the show. We're going to be filming on Monday and Tuesday. And hey, if you're interested in being uh, on the crew, helping out, volunteering some time, or being in background extra or something like that, you can email me at brian at prairiedogpictures.com. We'll get you on set, by golly. Maybe you'll get to meet some of the folks that worked on Hellraiser and Children of the Corn. And by that, I mean more than likely you will, because that's who's working on this thing. Hey, in other news, check out the new YouTube channel, Cinema 405. Uh, Cinema 405 showcases locally made short films and filmmakers. Cinema 405, bringing Oklahoma films to the world. Check them out on Facebook or visit cinema405.com. Check out another online series. This is pretty cool. It's called Talkies, brought to you by our pals over at Planet Thunder Productions. And uh, that's the production company that also made Electric Nostalgia. That's going to be premiering at Dead Center soon. But uh, Talkies is interesting talks with interesting people. Check them out on Facebook, YouTube, or at their show website at talkiesshow.com. And while you're at it, you should check out planetthunderproductions.com and um, see what they're up to, because i got all sorts of crazy stuff going on over there. Hey, in the meantime, you can follow The Okie Show Show on Facebook to see all sorts of news updates about local shows, stand-up comedy, improv comedy, music shows, film crew and casting calls, and videos of Colonel Rumpus the Basset Hound from time to time. I get bored, and I make videos of my Basset Hound. Because what else are you going to do with a Basset Hound? He's not going to do anything. He lays around like a pile of dirty laundry. Anywho, so today... We are talking about longer form improv. Now, we did a, an improv showcase with uh, some of the, well, some other improvisers. We just played some short form games similar to what we do on the show normally. But uh, we had some guests, and by we, I mean myself and uh, my. I, <laughs> I'm forcing her to become a permanent co host. Miss Kelly Lawson came back out and, uh, and graced the airwaves. But uh, we invited some folks from Oklahoma City Improv to come out and kind of kind of show us the ropes, kind of teach us a thing or two about doing longer form stuff. So not quite short form games like you see on Whose Lines It Anyway, but longer form games that you would see if you ever go to an OKCI show. 
So let's get right to it. It's episode 21 of The Okie Show Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And this is The Okie Show Show, the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industry. I got to figure out a way to shorten that. I think it's pretty smooth. I like the way you say it. Yeah, it just flows. to say. You got it down. It's like the worst subtitle ever. But uh, today, we are with two fine fellows from OKCI, Oklahoma City Improv. Introduce yourselves, guys. My name is Cristela Carrizales. I am the artistic director of OKC Improv, um, which is a big title that means I get to make some artistic choices and clean up the theater after people leave their drinks Yay! everywhere. And occasionally take out the trash. Those are, that's, those are my duties. Uh, I am Roger Conley. I am an OKCI uh, devotee, I guess. That means I give them money for classes. And I am currently uh, uh, TAing, which I believe stands for Teacher Assisting uh, Level 2. It does. Okay. Yes. So. Very and, nice. And you guys are also in in your own troops, you know, separate from just OKCI. Like, you guys have your own yes. improv yes. groups. Uh, what, which, what, what are those? A few? Just name a few. I know you guys kind of have several. Um, first, let me just backtrack. Roger also does our weekly images that are kind of avant-garde and fun. So when we're doing our weekly runs and you see these kind of weird, fun things, that's usually Roger Conley's work at its best. They're pretty creative. Oh, yeah, they are. I like. I enjoy them. Well done, guys. Can we talk about that more? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're amazing. So amazing. Roger, you're amazing. We, it's so amazing that we put $10 behind it every week. That's, you know, you're worth like 50 bucks a run, dude. And Dang. you're never going to see that money, but we appreciate it. No, I'm going I'm to uh, walk out here with a spring in my step. <laughs> I am a member of uh, uh, Bit Sing, which is a short form musical improv show. I'm a member of Night Rhymers, which is a long form musical improv show. I am a new member of The Cherald, which is a fast, quick, fun, long form show. And then I have a rotating duo called Next. Um, it is a mono scene, which means it it takes it's two people um, in one. 22 minute time frame and whatever happens happens so we don't do cut twos we don't do any kind of you know editing or anything whatever elapses in those 22 minutes is what elapses and every time I perform I invite a member of the community to play with me um, so awesome. it's my greedy way of getting to perform with whoever I want to perform with that's really cool and then Roger what groups are you in uh, I am a member and uh, the artistic director of take one uh, which we do uh, uh, short form improv uh, then I have a duo with Tyler Swartwood, uh, Partners in Time, where we just take uh, suggestions from the audience separately. One's a time period and one's a relationship, and then just play with that scene. So hopefully you get things like buddy cops and ancient Egypt, and then you have to play that out. And you and guys were actually featured on a previous episode. That's true. That's uh, the first episode I ever heard of the Oki Show Show was the one that I was featured you on. You only actually listen to the ones that you're featured on? No, I also And then you become the in that, uh, obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with the Oki Show Show. No, you guys can listen to uh, Partners in Time and uh, what was the other one? That take night. One? Not Take One. No, uh, no on that it night. It was uh, Family Tree. Family Tree. That's right. And uh, that's with Ben Davis and... Um, Jacqueline Cosgrove. Why am I blanking so hard? Jacqueline Cosgrove. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I tend to make people nervous. 
<laughs> it's working. It, yeah, it's working. I, it really is. I've been told I'm, I'm intimidating by many people, which is why Very we're drinking. Intimidating presence. No. Yes, it's the oh, only yeah. way I can. Uh, yeah, that's it. why I'm drinking. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm actually intimidated by myself. <laughs> yeah, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, you say, know. Avoid mirrors as best you can. Exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a scary project. So I think well, you know what's going to numb the pain? Coors Light. <laughs> no, I Always. drove up Get to Wisconsin with Christella to go to the. Uh, uh, improv retreat and just white knuckled it the whole time just so nervous the whole time in the car with her and all. exactly that's a, long, that's a long drive to, to be it tense. is we were so delirious coming back it was well that's because i had not had any sleep no sleep at all roger had more sleep than i had had and there are videos on the internet of us doing road vlogs which is one of my specialties and they're ridiculously funny because we are ridiculously delirious Morty in the car and it was delightful that's the best uh, one of the other troops I'm in uh, don't be funny is from when I took my second level four which Christella taught and uh, because he didn't get the first one right so we had to take a second take level get, four and that, that one guess, that was the one that stuck uh, uh, Clint Brazzles level four uh, uh did not share the same focuses as Christella's level four, so <laughs> I thought I'd give uh, Christella's a shot, and uh, I still did not do well in it uh, because uh, she wants you to play it real and not be jokey or uh, uh, not bell out of a scene with a snide quip, and uh, <laughs> that's just how I live my life. Wait, and so that's that's you real? So yeah, you exactly. being real that's is not me real. real? Yeah, it totally. Uh, that's a scary. I don't know how to even wrap my mind around that. See? You being real is not real, but you need to be more real. Exactly. See, Got that's it. the dilemma. And so we created a troop, our class troop, called "Don't Be Funny," where we start and do scenes, and we're not allowed to be funny and just be real the entire time. Oh, that's cool. We have not had a successful show yet. We all. <laughs> <laughs> crack right away but we can use this as a segue into actually talking about improvisational comedy yes yes um because i say many 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 times in my level four don't be funny don't be funny stop being funny um because people by the time you get to level four i figure you've drank the improv kool-aid right um and so you are already funny. Like a, a, a playful spirit brings you to the art of improv. And more than likely, you are already funny once you arrive. And so it's our job to kind of mold that and make it the best that it can be. By the time you get to level four, I start treating you like an improv artist, right? Because you're not just doing it because it's fun on a Saturday afternoon. You're actually dedicating more time. You want to become a better artist in this. So your funny is a given. You don't have to go out and strive to be funny. You are already funny. Yeah. So now let's strive to make real connections with each other on stage because the audience connects with those things that resonate within them. So if they're looking at, I'm not saying that Jim Carrey's pratfalls aren't funny, but you don't necessarily want to watch a two hour of just pratfalls. You want to have a connection and then you work on two different levels. You work on the actual funny side and then you also work on the connection side and you get what we call earned laughs. So I stand by my don't be funny. No, and I think, I, that's great. I think they had a very funny last show. I laughed quite a bit. That's good. No, I, it's, it's kind of funny because I was having the same conversation with a stand up comic about how when you're trying to be funny, 
it does it doesn't it's work. like a it's like a dog they can smell the desperation on yeah. you and yeah, you that's what it is it's totally desperation like yeah. you're desperate for laughs like you will laugh at me yeah like it's like a, I mean like I've seen improvisers and comics but I work in the improv world and I've seen improvisers out there and they are going down in flames it's like a cesspool yeah. that they have lit on fire and there's nothing you can do to help them because they stop listening to each other which is the number one thing you have to do as an improviser you can't not listen and they're just trying to save they're trying to be the savior of the scene and everybody just ends up I call it humping the horse because <laughs> everybody just wants to be funny right they just all want to get behind the horse and hump it and then like you can only one person at a time can do it and now you're all fighting for hump it's, not, it's a really yeah. horrible everybody's imagining right now who's listening to this somebody humping a horse I mean it's a vivid image in my head and you are all welcome just had that scene in that sounds <laughs> hilarious, though. Just a line of people trying to hump a dead horse. Just imagine a lot of tag outs. Oh, it was dead? I, thought it, oh. I didn't realize it was a dead horse, well, I just too. Got, it just got dead really horse. dark really fast. I you know. are such a positive person and a light of my life. Well, it's just, uh, uh, for some reason, I was equating your saying to uh, don't beat a dead horse. And, uh, no, she was talking it. about humping a live horse, okay? Mm-hmm. Right, because I, I that, that scene is, is alive. move around a lot. It's, this is, it's, it might be what kills the horse, and then you don't want to beat the dead horse after you've already humped it to death. Well, I think it'd be easier then uh, the horse isn't going to try to move and get away from you. <laughs> the horse is just there on the ground. I think that's the time where you hump horses. <laughs> well, then, I, then if we are actually using that as a euphemism for the improv, the horse desperately wants to get away from you humping it. Like the scene wants to get away from you just being horrible in it, but it can't escape your pervy like grip on it. <laughs> so I appreciate the intense eye contact for <laughs> me during this whole discussion. Staring you down. I, was, I, I feel like I'm getting notes from my last show. <laughs> so real quick, I want you guys to... Um, kind of pitch OKCI, what all you do. Um, This is a segment that we like to call Elevator Pitch. OKC Improv is Oklahoma City's leading performing arts organization for the art of inspirational and improvisational comedy. We bring you showcases of talented individuals and classes many times throughout the year. OKCI is the best and greatest cult I've ever been in. Uh, I, I walked in the door wanting to do a sketch class and uh, it didn't make. So they're like, hey, here's a level one. And now like 20 classes later and untold fortunes spent. Uh, I, I am uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now. So he is. He's actually wearing uh, a shirt. Uh, it, it's, it's really it's like finding your home. It's like finding your uh, family. Uh, it's really nice to find a place where when you play with people, they have to play back. Otherwise, they're the jerk. And uh, it feels really great. It does feel really good. Learning the art of improvisational comedy can change lives. It can make you a better listener, give you more self-esteem and confidence, make you a better public speaker, make you better at math. You can bake a cake. You learn how to tell futures by using tea leaves. A few of those are actually true. Come to OKCimprov.com and figure out more about us and change your life today. Find out what level you clear. Yeah. And that was Elevator Pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. That was great. So uh, we got a couple games that we're going to be playing today, and uh, these are slightly more advanced than we played in previous episodes. Because we're only slightly more advanced. (laughs) 
Well, I'm pretty sure you guys are you 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 three you Kelly. Ugh, you I've be had sick. beer. Oh no no, no. They, these two are champions. Mm. I'm like oh, I'll level up someday. That's the reason why I have to have you on the show more often. Bomb. While you're a permanent co-host now. Uh, I know. It feels so good. Official. Permanent co-host. Do you I feel get like a I pink... feel chained to this chair and microphone. <laughs> Do you get like a jacket, like a pink lady Do jacket? Do I get a jacket? Do I get Oki a show show jacket? We, yeah. I mean, yeah. do I get a plaid gray shirt like you're wearing to be hipster like you, too? Well, it's actually a, a plaid uh, sports jacket. Okay. Yeah, it's like green, red, and purple for some reason. Good. Hold you on a get second. jumped in? Are you worried about getting jumped in? Maybe. Okay. Slightly. So we're going to play some games here, and our first game up is called Dating Game. Yes. And we played this once before with the Army of Frankenstein's people. But to Kelly, you weren't there. I was not there. And when we were, you were. I was an missed. absent co-host. You were sorely missed. I wasn't permanent but, then, uh, so. Why don't uh, you weren't permanent back then? Yeah, so yeah. that's why I wasn't there. Uh, why don't you explain dating game for those who have not listened to the previous episode? Well, we have a lovely bachelorette uh, who will be, you know, she's she's just looking for some love, and uh, we bring her on the show, and uh, there are three lovely contestants just dying to get that date with her um however she doesn't know who they are and uh she's gonna need to question them to find out maybe a little bit more about their personalities and or what celebrity they may or may not be i can hardly wait (laughs) (laughs) so this is the dating game in three two one I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Lovely to be here. I'm so glad. Okay, so bachelors number one, two, and three. I'm going to start off with a real general question, and it's just going to be, where would you take me on our first date? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. Let me uh, uh, turn my head to the other side so I can hear you better. What was the question? Where would you take me on our first date? Oh, oh. I think perhaps a walk on a starry night across the fields. Maybe look at some tulips, some flowers, hold hands. See where it goes from there. Oh, that sounds romantic. I like starry nights. Like starry, starry nights? I like those. Okay, Benson number two, where would we go on our first date? (laughs) Well, I believe that we would have to... Go down to the pier so that we could investigate the murder that happened only a day ago. I believe there was a follicle of hair down there. I'd have to investigate to make sure that it didn't match you first. That sounds so sexy. I like men of intrigue. Oh, and I like the pier. Okay, that's really cool. I'm going to mark that up to sail me away. Bachelor number three? Well, you might... uh probably uh, encounter me at first glance across the bar where I am lounging across the piano, singing a song, a little ditty that I might, you know, just kind of hum a little bit because I don't actually know the words, but I'm I'm singing and we'll make eye contact at the bar and then I'll buy you a drink. But, uh, you know, it will be a little difficult being in different dimensions. (laughs) Um, 2D, 3D kind of thing, so I might have to Talk to my artists about that. That sounds lovely. My door swings many, many directions. Back and forth, open, down, two and three. That's lovely. I love the D's. Bachelor number one. 
how would we have met? How did we meet other than this show? If we were to meet in the real world, how would we really meet? I don't know. I've just come out of a rather depressing time of my life. A blue period. I perhaps would have met you in a cafe as I stared at objects and people and pictured them different than they were, but still representative of what they were and who they are. And perhaps I would have looked at you and been like, hmm, she is lovely. But if she was splotchier, she'd be so much lovelier. And then perhaps I would have asked you, could I make you splotchy? And we would go from there. I hope that splotchy is a euphemism. (laughs) Personally, and when I'm down, I just fill the room with sunflowers. Oh, (laughs) 